Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Field by Weird podcast, the only podcast to be acknowledged by the tribal chief himself. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with Ryan Cummins. What's going on, man? What's up? How's it going? Not bad. How are you? Good, good. Um, glad we could finally sit down and chat face to face, so to speak. Face to face, yeah. I'm I'm excited about yeah, it. Too. Right? It's gonna be awesome. All right. So again, like you mentioned, this is really the first time we've ever had an actual uh, in-person conversation. So um, I think a good way to kick things off is to do an icebreaker. So this icebreaker is going to be, what's your favorite go-to snack? Oh, <laughs> I, I want it to be something awesome, but it's it's Reese's every time. doesn't matter what it is. Any, it's so, Reese's any, peanut butter. Okay. So just any anything, nothing specific. Actually, I can get specific. It, the little eggs, the little Reese's eggs that come around Easter time. Yeah. Like those. I go to the gas station. Oh, let me grab one. Oh, they're two for two. Oh, let me grab two of those. How many one for later? Oh, let me grab another one. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and and you know, Reese's in general, that's a good one. I think if I was to pick yep. from that family, I think Reese's Pieces is probably my favorite one, for oh, sure. Yeah. Especially, yes. I don't know if you've ever tried them in the freezer. Ugh. Life no. changer, man. Life changer. So we, I had to switch up because we would go to the movies, right? And it was yeah. a bunch of crunch and you just pour it into your popcorn. Oh, well, dude, the yeah. theater mm-hmm. we go to doesn't carry a bunch of crunch anymore. So Reese's Pieces in there now. So yeah. Lame. Yep. Bunch of crunch is so good. But yep. yeah, next time you get Reese's Pieces, try some in the freezer. Change your life. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Definitely. I think go-to snack for me, I think Reese's Pieces is one. Um, Chocolate-covered peanuts is another one for me. Oh, um, yeah. And just recently, the uh, the Trolley Sour Gummy Worms. Yeah, oh. that's, that's that's my big one lately. The lot, I've been trying to do less less chocolate and more fruity, which I guess really doesn't really matter because yeah. they're both equally sugar, bad sugar. for you, yeah, right? right? But yeah, so that's kind of where I go to now. So Sometimes, because uh, my kids like... Um, like hot Cheetos and cream cheese. Yeah. And so every now and then I'll sit down with the jalapeno Cheetos. I'm like, okay. oh, I'm just going to have a couple of these. I'll eat an entire bag in a sitting. Like not even realizing <laughs> it. Like I'm, I'm oh, part man. of the tribe, I guess. So. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, so Fueled by Weird is an idea I came up with where basically, you know, everyone's got stuff they're interested in, you know, nerdy or not, it doesn't matter. Everyone's got stuff they're interested in. Um, and that's the stuff that fuels what's makes you you what what feels you're weird so what what kind of things feel you're weird um tends to skew more the nerdy obviously um but anybody who's passionate about anything like that just gets me pumped up um i i have a buddy who who's just really into like cars and motorcycles and I'm not a car guy at all. Like I like yeah. nice cars, but hearing him geek out over like some of these parts from you know the other side of the country and they're so great, blah blah blah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like I'm talking about he's like, wanna talk X-Men? He's like, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so back and forth. But um, but yeah, it's like anybody who geeks out about that, about anything they love, that inspires me and that gets me excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I can't consider myself a car guy either. I mean, my yeah. wife knows more about cars than I do. And, um, yeah, so I, and I, I can appreciate that kind of, that kind of enthusiasm or something you're interested in. Like I have friends who are interested in CB radio and I 
I'm not interested in CB radio. I know nothing yeah. about CB radio, but just the fact that they sit and will talk to me about how awesome it is. And I think that's, <laughs> as I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, so you're, I came across your work a couple of years ago. You know, we've been friends, like we had mentioned, we've been friends online, um, but we've never really got to talk to each other. And you um, have written a lot of books, um, a lot of comic books. Um, what was it specifically about? What was it that got you into comic books in the first place? Like, what made you decide you wanted to start writing books? Um, well, I've been creating books since I was in high school because I was actually an artist when I was young. So oh, nice. I was drawing all my favorite characters. Um, and so I was making comics since little. Like, I remember pulling my my little crappy desk I had out in front of the TV, and I would sit down and I would draw the cartoons as I was watching them. Like X Men animated awesome. series, Spider Man. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the Wildcats cartoon. Oh yeah, dude. I I used to pause yeah. it on Grifter and draw Grifter over and over again. Yep. Like it was, it was <laughs> awesome. Um, and then I got older, and Image, I the song hit me, and Image books. So I was like, I, I want to do this. Like I I want to create these stories. And uh, after school, you know life happens now just live life for a long time and then i finally came back to it i picked up the pencil one day and started drawing and i was like i don't have it anymore <laughs> like i can't i can't draw you know the way i, I used to but I, yeah. I can write i was like so let me write a book and let me see if i can get other people involved into it and see if you know we can make something and all uh, my my fiance or my girlfriend at the time she told me she's like just do it just do it you know every time we would go to a comic convention i'm like man one day i want to be on the other side of that table She's like, well, do it, do it. Next year we're here. And that happened three, four, five years in a row. And then one day it was just like, that's it. I'm going. The next year we're doing this. And uh, that's, awesome. that's when the, the script for Rumble King started happening and coming together. And then it's all been downhill since then. That's awesome. And uh, speaking of Rumble Kings, um, great series, big fan. Um, you've got Rumble Kings, you've got Reina, you've got... Um, so many other books that you've that you've released. Um, how did you get some of the ideas for some of this stuff? Um, <clears throat> Rumble Kings is pretty much just my my only attempt, right? I was told if you're going to do this, this might be your only shot. So do everything you want to do. And I was like, all right. So everything I'm inspired by, we're just throwing in a pot, and that's what Rumble Kings um, was. Um, once Rumble Kings came out and it was successful and we did another one and it was successful. Um, it wasn't gaining the traction that I, that I thought it would. And another creator gave me some horrible advice and said, just make a bunch of different books, put them all out, whichever one hits the biggest, that's the one you focus on. And not coming from a bunch of money, it was kind of the stupidest thing I could have done. So now I've got four different series that only have one, you know, one issue or two issues. So, but as far as ideas go, I'm, I'm a house of ideas. Um, I've, I've been thinking about what I would do with certain characters since I was little, you know, and some of those ideas stick or, or sometimes it's just, you're driving down the road and you're like, man, would it be cool if you mix this and this? And that's boom, that's what goes together. And that's usually where I get my ideas from. Um, I do tend to sit down and put some personal stuff into it for myself. Um, Reina is probably the most personal thing I've written. Um, you probably can't tell, right? She's a hot heroine who's running around a fantasy world, killing things. Like that doesn't look like me, 
but there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of me in that a lot of yeah. my story in there um but yeah a lot a lot of times it's just man like this is a cool idea i should write it you know um but at the end of the day i just write cool stuff that i want to read you know um a great quote by Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park was mm-hmm. don't make music for anybody else, make it for yourself. And that's stuck with me ever since I heard it. And I applied that to comics. You know, I, I still sit down and read Rumble Kings number one. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I did this. This is awesome. Even if nobody else likes it, like I love reading this, you know, yeah. I would buy this off the newsstand. Um, yeah, for sure. But that's, yeah, that's how it comes together. And uh, speaking of Reina, um, Number two is getting ready to come out, and you had the Kickstarter for that already. Um, yep. It went it went amazing. Um, you just let me read a sneak copy of it, and it was incredible. Um, Thank you. And speaking of Reina, do you have like uh, do you have long term plans for her? Like um, when you when you first decided to switch from you know Rumble Kings talking about basically bounty hunters to switching to you know a totally kind of a kind of a different genre with Reina. Um, yeah. How did you decide to do such a, a shift to something so different? And, you know, how, you know, do you have like a a limited, well, let's start with that. How did you decide to shift from something like Rumble Kings to something to Reina? And how do you shift to like all your different, your different books? So with, with Rumble Kings, I wanted to capture that, that feeling, like that 90s image comics feeling that I had when I was the mm-hmm. most excited for books. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted it to be fun. And as I was writing towards the end of issue two, the start of issue three of Rumble Kings, it, it started to get darker, like the stories that I was telling. And I didn't want to put that in Rumble Kings. Yeah. Like I, I write as expression. So it's, it's therapeutic for me. Um, sure. And a lot of that stuff started bleeding into that script. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this with Rumble Kings. You know, I, I got to step back for a little bit. Um, so a lot of, what I wanted to get out, what I wanted to say was poured into the Reina scripts um, and Fever uh, to an extent too. But a lot of the like traumas from my youth or what I had been through before, um, that that's all getting worked in into Reina. And you see it more in issue two. You see it a lot in issue three. Um, and hopefully that's something that resonates with people. Um, I haven't really heard too much negativity about Reina. It seems to be pretty much universally loved with everybody who's read it, um, except like your little nitpicks, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you're going to have those regardless. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like I'm a professional, so of course I'm going to make mistakes in sure. execution. Sure. Um, but 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 as far as is the storytelling for Reina, it's I, I wanted to a- attack it kind of the way Mike Mignola does with Hellboy. Okay. Where it's not this 100 issue run, right? These, these are short contained stories told over the course of her life. Yeah. Um, so that's why the first story arc for Reina, the bastard queen is only three issues. Um, and then after that, we'll jump to another two or three issue arc. And that will be at another point in her life. Could be before, could be after. Um, we're, I have so many stories written for Reina, but I just like the idea of them coming out in any different type of order. Um, I know some other people are pushing back on that. They're like, no, it's got to be in chronological order. Um, uh, Conan was the same way, the way that it was released in the little minis. Um, so there's definitely a, Raina has definitely has a long, long life ahead of her. Um, if we can 
if, if the interest is there, we'll keep making those books and getting them out. I know Stan, Stan Yak, the artist, is in yeah. love with that character, wants to keep writing her. Um, he and I actually have another project coming. And I told him, I was like, hey, you know, if it's okay with you, I'm going to bring in another artist to do Reyna. He's like, no, no, you're not. He's like, I'm drawing Reyna. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like, okay. So she's, she'll definitely be back. Um, That's cool. But, yeah. I, I just like the small bite size. And especially at our, at our level where we're doing, we're crowdfunding these books. You don't want to come yeah. out and say, hey, I got 40 issues of Reyna. You know, hope you stick around. So Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Stan's work. So anytime I get a chance to yeah. check some of his stuff out, I definitely take the chance to. And yeah, you can definitely tell in Reyna, you've got some like, like really like deep kind of like anger and like all sorts of like real strong emotions in that one. And I think that's really cool. So I can, I can definitely see, you know, um, that's a definitely a good place to take out some of that really like deep emotional aggression type stuff and rumble kings i can you know that definitely is a much lighter book so i can see why yeah. you needed to find a different avenue for that because yeah because if you were to put a lot of that anger it kind of changes into something different so yeah it's yeah. yeah i get that um and speaking of rumble kings um do you have is there is there more coming for rumble kings there is um we kind of I kind of took a step back from Rumble Kings because we didn't know what was going on with it. Um, each each issue in that first three issues had the different artists attached to it. Yeah. Um, for different reasons, um, I had thought that our ish, our artist for three was going to continue. Um, it doesn't look like he's going to. So instead okay. of doing that, I want to I want to kind of go back to square one, and I might do either. I don't really want to relaunch it. But we might wait until we can get two or three issues in the can with sure. one single artist before coming back out with it. Because I really love that story. That's it's so much fun. Yeah. They're so much fun to write those characters. Um and the artists really really like drawing them. So I don't know. It it'll happen when it happens. It's probably a couple of years down the road at this gotcha. point. And, you know, I mean, it's you wrapped it up really nice. So I think it, you know, everything, it's like a nice, complete story. But, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm a fan of it. So I'm excited to see more of it if it ever happens. So you can definitely, oh, yeah. I'll definitely be there. Um, wow. And you, you mentioned Fever a little bit. Um, I don't know how much you had of a chance to talk about Fever much. Um, how did you get inspired with Fever? Because I, I've read a little bit of it and it looks incredible and I'm very excited for it. But what, how did you come up with the idea for Fever? <clears throat> I'm obsessed with revenge. Um, I'm obsessed with rage, with hatred, with loss. Um, I don't know why. I don't. I'm okay. not. Um, okay. You can ask. You can ask my my fiance, my family all the time. Like I don't listen to. I don't like sad music. I don't like happy love songs. This is like I like anger. I don't know why. It's just built into me. And that book, that story is just such a. I don't know, like an exercise in vengeance. And the blindness that comes with vengeance and with rage. Um, I used to have a terrible anger issue, like really bad. And I've lost a lot of friendships, broken a lot of, of um, relationships. And when I worked through that, you know, through whether it's um, counseling, therapy, support, whatever, um, I learned that I learned so much about it and how selfish it is. 
And I was still grabbing onto that vengeance. Like if somebody slights me, I hold a grudge for the longest time and I had no idea why, you know, it's something I struggle with every day. And I was like, how can I get this out and express this? So um, that story just, I think I just finished watching the first season of the, the Netflix Punisher series. And I was like, man, they did a really, they did a really good job of that from like a service person's point of view. Right. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, man, how did, how would a civilian do that? How would, how would I feel if I was in that situation? And the, the first thing that came to mind was obviously if I lost my wife or, you know, my loved one, how would that affect me? But then I also have all these deep seated, like, family issues like parental issues in me from when my my childhood and it yeah. just all dumped into this screenplay that i wrote and i didn't even mean to write a screenplay and i'm like okay i'm i'm an indie comics guy i put out like four or five books i'm like i can't write a screenplay let me make this a comic series and it just flowed and it came out and i i'm i'm very passionate about that story like it's it's a crazy little cyberpunk revenge story but there's so much of me in that book and it's it's kind of like the other side of the coin to Reina, where okay. it's an exercise in, in PTSD, so to speak, but two two different emotions. It's it's weird. But the the art team on it is crushing it right now. Like it, it's it's like Raina put on a funny sidekick and there's gags and stuff like that. So and big over the top action. I, I wish I would have shown you some of the some of the new artwork we've got. It's it's amazing. So, but yeah, um, Fever's good. I I love Fever. I'm I'm so excited for it to be coming out finally. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, just you know, when you shared the the original pro- promotional images for it, you know, I, I'm really into like the cyberpunk too. So just seeing all the the cool art from it, I was I was hooked, yeah. man. It's it's great. So you always yeah. end up with like the greatest art teams, and you're you're an incredible writer. So I'm I'm really excited to see more of that stuff. Um, well, and 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 you you have to elevate your art with each time you come out with yeah. each new artist. Um, and of course, at, at our level, nobody nobody's coming to pick up a book based on my writing. Like right. I'm not kidding myself. So get the the best artists I can on these books, and boom, people are picking it up. Then they fall in love with the story. Um, I think we had, oh, I don't remember, was Fever out yet? Had we crowdfunded it yet or not? And we had we had already had a deal with a publisher. Oh, so wow. just based on the artwork and the images and, and the first little bit of story. Um, I mean, obviously that's fallen through by now, but it was, yeah, like you said, the artwork was amazing. Um, yeah. And I think the artwork that we have now with the new team is even better. So. Um, this yeah, book's really it, gonna knock some people's socks off. Those images you showed from the second part in your email recently yeah. are are incredible. And going back to what you talked about, listening to angry music, like I get that. Most of the music I listen to, people would say is very angry. I'm guessing you yeah. and I probably listen to a lot of the same stuff. I mean, we're we're both we're both similar age, and I, that has nothing to do with it. But you know, we both <laughs> grew up, you know, with the same kind of influence and stuff. And really, with yeah. that angry music, most people just hear the angry like why do you listen to that so but you know if you really listen to it it just sounds angry there's some real deep stuff in there oh yeah oh yeah i I was at work the other day and i was listening to slipknot and yeah i was in the office all by myself and i didn't realize somebody had walked in like 
oh, you, you don't have to turn your music off. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, this will scare you normal folks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've been there too. <laughs> for yep. sure. Yep. yep, for sure. And even All with right. the music, the, the music inspires a lot of the writing as well. Yeah. So I go on, I go on Spotify and I make a Spotify playlist of everything that inspires the story I'm writing or music that I think, hey, if this had a soundtrack or what would be in the trailer for this if it was a movie. And I just make this big playlist and I just put it on loop when I'm writing. It's it's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I know I've, I have a lot of writer friends that have offered that or that advice or will say, you know, if you write or if you listen to music in the genre of what you're writing or something in the same vein, that definitely helps. I know um, I've actively participated in the, the National Novel Writing Contest every November. And one year I wrote basically a story that was kind of like Batman, but instead of bats, it was pirates. Um, And I listened to a lot of like Batman, the animated series and Batman OG soundtrack. And that that definitely made a difference for sure. So yeah, music definitely can help with that kind of thing. Uh, The new Batman soundtrack from the the sparkly Batman, that Mm -hmm. soundtrack is amazing. When I was writing uh, Reign of Three, I had that on in the background. It was that and just whatever Trent Reznor was cooking up at the time. Oh, wow. Music scores. And it was, oh, I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, you know, the real reason we're here now that we've kind of got some of your background is we want to talk about your new stuff. Hellbound is coming next week on the yes. 6th, I think you said. Very the looks, 6th, yep. It looks awesome. I'm very excited for it. Let's... Let's talk about Hellbound. How'd you come up with the idea for Hellbound? Oh, man. <clears throat> I, like I said, image kid, obviously. Sure. Um, I miss, I miss the, those big giant guys, you know, yeah, um, like Wildcats. There was Maul, Youngblood yep. had Bad Rock, um, mm-hmm. Pitt, Creech, the 10th, the Max, all those guys. Yeah. Nobody draws those guys anymore. Um, nobody's writing books with those guys in there anymore everything's realistic everything's it's got to be like the dark knight it's got to be like the mcu um and every now and then you'll see somebody draw one of those big guys and everybody flips out on the internet right yeah <clears throat> um uh, i saw a good buddy of mine seth Moose drew the what did he draw but he drew a big guy it was a bad rock i think he drew and i was like oh my god that's amazing and uh everybody's flipping out for it everybody loved it for his uh his Rob Liefeld Inktober he did last year. And I'm like, man, everybody loves these. Like, I'm finally, I'm doing it. I'm going to do this. Like, we're just going to do a big, angry, smash everything, just heavy metal comic book. And um, the space opened up in my schedule. I'm like, we're doing this. So I, I'm, I'm big on uh, the video game Doom, Doom Eternal. I man, I loaded up the soundtrack for those and I just blasted it and I just sat down at the laptop and wrote the story. It's nice. It's not Watchmen. It's not Dark Knight Returns. It's it's a heavy metal concert, basically what it is. So nice. But it's awesome. I'm I'm excited for it. And it seems like a lot of people are excited for it as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh just earlier today I was talking with Fishley and I was telling him, you know, with he's got a new character coming out, Craw Ka, the Crow Magnon. He's a big a big barbarian that's like half crow. It looks amazing. I told him I also yeah. have an affinity for those bigger guys like that. So yep. uh, though, as soon as I see a comic coming with a, a big, big guy like that, and my dad, he was always big into guys like that too. And I think maybe he just passed it down. I don't know. But just those big guys that are larger than life that just smashed up that's yep. 
very similar in the vein of like the Hulk and the thing. Yeah, those characters yep. are those characters are a ton of fun. So well, I'm very and, excited. And, and it can't just be me because if you look around the internet right now, around like our Facebook area, yeah, there's got to be about half a dozen guys who have these big, massive guys. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> I've I've seen what, four or five of them. And I'm like, dude, this is so awesome. The big men are making a comeback. Like, yeah. this is awesome. So, I mean, plus, I, I mean, I'm excited. I think, go ahead. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think this year, next year is going to be big for, for those characters. I mean, there's comics have been missing them. You know, everybody's been trying to replicate yeah. what the MCU is doing or the big two. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, we're going to do superhero books. Let's do. Let's let's move it back over here. You know, there's a lot of people who miss those image days and those extreme studios days, and it, it feels like the, our generation or our group, our age group, are, are hell bent on bringing those guys back. Yeah, I mean, and there's a reason that like you know the Hulk and the Thing and characters like that are still you know relevant now. I mean, clearly there's a fan base out there for them, and so yeah, yeah. you know, having all of these, you, there's a lot of characters like you said that are that are realistic and they're they're pretty normal, normal looking. Um, yep. you're, you do see quite a lack of, you know, there are a lot of cookie cutter characters. You don't see yep. a lot of those big guys anymore. And that's cool that, and usually if you do see a big guy, he's a background character. He's more of like the, the dumb muscle, the enforcer, which I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. Nothing <laughs> at all. Right. But you know, you don't see those guys as the, as the centerpiece of a, of a story that much anymore. So it is nice yeah. to see that coming back. So that's very yeah. cool that you're bringing that back, or you're there, you're helping usher in this wave of big guys. So that's that's very cool. Well, and then on top of that, we I I don't have a character that I can just cross over with anybody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> most of my books are pretty self-contained. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I can I can put this guy in anybody else's comic. I don't have to explain yeah. it or or write it out. Um, I. Uh, a writer and myself teamed up uh, a few years ago. We wanted to do a Rumble Kings crossover with his book. And I don't want to say who it was because we might do it. We might not do it. But okay. we had to really find some crazy out there ways to bring these two self-contained groups of people together. And I was like, you know what? I want a character where if, you know, somebody says, hey, Ryan, do you want to do a crossover? I don't have to explain it away. I can just be like, hey, this guy popped out of a portal to hell. Here he is. Like let's let's team them that's, up or something. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, and that that kind of character is cool because you know there's there's lots of not even just indie guys out there, but there's lots of comic creators yeah. out there. So that would, that's the single standalone stories are fun, but if you get a chance to cross people over into other people's stories, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that's that's always exciting to see how yeah. you know one character from over here that you know who is a certain way, and you see another character who's complete polar opposite, seeing them cross over. Is always it's always fun, yeah. so that's that's right. cool that that can happen. And I'm I'm jumping full head into that too <clears throat> for uh, this campaign that launches on the sixth. I'm actually uh, me and another creator. Um, I'll I'll announce that soon. But me and another creator teamed up. He's another guy who's got a big muscly guy, and we're doing a crossover promotion. So there will be a way for his fans to get exposed to my characters and my character to get exposed to you know and vice versa. But we're offering up this this big print that the art team for Hellbound is is drawn up, and it's it's oh my god, the artwork is insane. <laughs> so it's not finished yet. It's not finished yet, so I don't want to announce it yet. But it's yeah, amazing. 
And um, I have two other creators that I've reached out to, indie guys, who we're going to do similar things, do like crossover prints and um, promotions. And it's just, it's so much fun seeing the artwork come in for those. I'm like, man, I could never do this with Reyna. I could never do this with Fever. But with this guy from Hellbound, oh my God. It's it's exciting. It reminds me of those image days again. Yeah. Where they would just cross people over for no there's no story. You just crossed over and you're just fighting bad guys. So Yeah, I mean, and you don't I mean it's nice to have a build-up story too as to why there's a crossover, but you know, it's it's kind of like the old days of ECW wrestling where you just yes. you don't need a story, or even New Japan wrestling. You don't need a story, you yeah. just take two guys that you know are are similar in size or stature or similar in you know some way. Or you don't even need to be somewhere. You just take two guys and throw them out there and say, okay, go do yep. something. Go fight. Go, you know, save the world. Go destroy the whatever you're going to do. Just you don't always need a story. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. I know Daniel Calvin has Night Wrath, another, another big dude. I think that'd be kind of cool to see Night Wrath and, kind of and Hellbound kind of go together. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. So, so what can you tell us? So you've told us. How you came up with the idea for Hellbound? Can you tell us anything about Hellbound? Any anything about his background? Anything about? Oh, his definitely. Story? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Um, it's not a secret. There's no spoilers. It's 100% adrenaline fueled, pedal to the metal, heavy like heavy metal. It's all it is. It's destruction. Um, it's so basically it's the story of Ash Navarro. He's a a young troubled youth who is on the run from the law. He ends up stumbling upon the satanic cult in the sewers of Detroit. Um, if you didn't know, Detroit has sewers. Um, they, he ends up, as they're trying to summon a demon to you know, bring around the apocalypse, you know, as they do, he ends up getting caught in the middle of that and merging with this demon. And boom, he becomes this giant hellbound character. And then it's just destruction from there on out. Um, uh, it's It's... What's the word? Disaster porn is what it is. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of double page spreads. Yeah. A lot of double page spreads, a lot of big splash pages. Just our artist, William Reyes, is working his ass off. I feel so. He's going to need a pay raise. Uh, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. The work he's putting in on these pages. That's awesome. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, it, it's just, it's just fun. You know, I've got a great art team and I want them to show off. You know, we have plenty of books where people standing around pushing the theme. This is just destruction. Destruction. This is just fun. It's popcorn. It's heavy metal. It's it's a book I want to be able to pick up over and over and over again and read. You know, it's it's a big blockbuster movie, basically. Yeah. Um, with some amazing artwork. It's so good. That's awesome. And I know I've seen a little bit of the artwork you've sent me and it looks incredible. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, no spoilers for me either, but yeah, they're, they're so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, So with Hellbound, do you have like a limited story, like a limited series in mind? Do you have something kind of, you know, long drawn out? What are your plans for, for the future of Hellbound? Um, So it's three issues, three issue story arc. Okay. Um, I, I believe firmly in three issues for indie comics it's it's good it's quick you can get them out there get them bundled up um the i want to say it's like 80 pages total okay Um, but yeah three issues and then i i have all the scripts written it's a there's a nice cliffhanger ending so if we want to do more after that we could totally do more 
Um, I know William and I have been talking about what we want to do. Um, this art, this this whole team for Hellbound really wants to keep working together. So we just have to decide if we want to do more Hellbound after this, or if we want to jump onto another project that we've been kicking around. So I guess it all depends on on how successful Hellbound is. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I am going all in on this though. I mean, yeah. we. The, the image the image thing I keep going back to the image thing because that was my exciting time in comics right yeah and a big part of that also was McFarlane toys so I'm like man I wish I could get a toy of of Ash from Hellbound made and the more I looked into it um I was like man I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to get a an action figure that's gonna sit in a box on the wall I want a statue made yeah so now we're looking into getting these big tabletop statues of Hellbound made like. I don't see any of those big guys out there like that for collectibles. So we're looking yeah. into that right now. Um, we may do a motion comic as well once the third issue comes out. Um, so we'll be, if it's, if it's very successful, that'll be our next project. I believe we'll be getting the motion comic done. Nice. So you had said um, for the, for the first three issues, it's 80 pages, Is it 80 pages for all three issues or is it, 80 no, 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 no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, so you're you're 20, is it 22 or 24 pages for the first issue? Something like it's that. It's 28 pages for the second issue, and then 30 to 32 pages for the last issue. Okay. So, so the, we, the last we might go, are going to be bigger. Right, right. We okay. might go a little bit bigger once uh, William starts digging into the, to the art. We might blow up some of the scenes a little bit more. Okay. Um, one page might become a double page spread or, or something like that. Um, and also another thing that we're, we're offering that I started doing with Reina was <clears throat> for stretch goals for Kickstarter campaigns, I started offering little four and five page short stories as stretch mm -hmm. goals. So okay. once we find, hey, if we hit like this goal over here, you know, boom. So we might have a couple short stories once we collect it all into a trade as well. So, oh, nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. Speaking of stretch goals, do you have anything like that that you are ready to announce yet for Hellbound? <sighs> if, if you're not I ready, do, yet, it's okay. I I do, but it's I I'm hesitant about announcing stuff like that because okay. if we announce it and then something either we don't hit that goal or say I have an artist attached to that and that artist backs out, yeah. then there's something that I can't deliver. Okay, that's know? fair. Um, yeah. So is it we, safe we to do say have some, well, you do have some planned? Oh, yeah, we have. Oh, I have plenty planned. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, no, it's I have the graphics made for it and everything. It's just um, making sure that we hit it. So basically, gotcha. okay. once you That's fund, fair. you're like, hey, cool. Then your your first stretch goal, I think, is – I think it's a big print, like an exclusive print. You can only get this on Kickstarter. And then, obviously, there's, there's the um, short stories we're going to do. But the art teams I'm keeping under wraps until we unlock that goal. So, but That's there's fair. some really good art art teams attached. Fantastic. All right. Well, um, is there any other books that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Um, what do you have? What do you have coming up? You know, beyond Hellbound that you're ready to talk about. So Hellbound will be will take up the rest of the year. Um, okay. If if we end up overfunding we're going to just keep doing Hellbound um, okay. for the full three issues. Um, mm -hmm. The art team's not stopping. 
This it's not a thing where we did 22 issues and then we're gonna wait till the second Kickstarter. We're just going, because um, I want to get it all done and get it out soon. Sure. Um, Rainer wrapped with three. That'll that'll launch this summer, and then Fever. We've got we got Fever finishing up this summer. So that's that's the rest of my year planned out. Those three books. Um, the beginning of the year, whatever project um, the Hellbound team decides to do next will begin production then. Um, again, it might be Hellbound. It might be this crazy big story I've got planned. Um, it all depends on how successful Hellbound is. But okay. it's, it's, it's a longer story. It's 12, it's 12 issues. Oh, wow. So okay. that is meant to be, yeah, that, that is one that we're in talks with a publisher with right now. But oh, wow. they want to see, yeah. So hopefully we can bypass the crowdfunding and go straight into the publishing. That'd be cool. Um, so that that would be my next couple of years, easy. Um, and then I have another, like post-apocalyptic robot story, love story kind of thing that um, might start in December pre-production, okay. but depending on the artist's availability. But other than that, it's wrapping up these these stories I've got right now this year before diving into things, anything new. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, final thoughts. Uh, what's some advice you'd give to an up and coming creator or a creator that's maybe wanting to do something, but just too afraid to get started? What, what would your advice be? Just get started. Just do it. Um, <clears throat> everybody will tell you the same thing. Just do it. It's going to be bad. You're going to hate it or you might love it, but just do it. Um, I was, I was on the pot for so long about making a comic book and I was afraid it was going to suck. Yeah. And then I just, I just, I just did it. People got sick of hearing me talk about one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to do that. I just did it. And that was Rumble King. Um, people liked it. There's flaws. There's plenty of flaws in that book, but I made it. And at the end of the day, I can look at it and say, man, this is awesome. I, I made this, you know, if it failed, I still had it. I yeah. still say I made this, but in my case, um, there's following for it. And that following followed me to the next book and the next book and it just kept growing so you know at the end of the day it don't be don't beat yourself up don't be scared just do it you know if you make it and you hate it at least you made it you know yeah and you can't get better unless you get started right exactly, exactly. you can't, you and, can't yeah. fix it if it doesn't exist yeah and the other thing i would say is share it with your peers um you know i i've held on the scripts I didn't wear it because I was afraid of it. And then when I got to the art, I realized, oh, this is bad. You know, I, I would share it with friends or fellow creators and they'd be like, oh, this is what I would have changed. This is what you should try. That helps, you know? Yeah. And not only does it help you get better, but it keeps you inspired. You know, you don't have to give away all your secrets, but just talking with fellow creators just gets you really inspired. So. Yeah, just bouncing little things off here and there off of fellow creators that definitely I know if I've got, you know, an idea for a story, it definitely helps. You know, it's it's nice to do it by yourself. You think this idea is really cool, but it helps to get, you know, yeah. outside influence, you know, because maybe what you think is cool, maybe just might not work for everybody else. Or maybe, right. you know, you'll think of something you never thought of before just getting that second set of eyes. So that's yeah. that's good advice. Yeah. And nobody's cool. going to steal your idea, you know, and if they do steal your idea, then, you know, fuck them but just, <laughs> exactly. just, just get Not out very and get good inspired, anyway. you know? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, uh, 
let's give you a chance to, to plug yourself. What do you want to, what do you want to plug? Oh, hellbound. Um, you find me on all social media at skeletal press, click on that hellbound that hellbound pre-order sign up and just get ready for a wild ride. Um, hellbound is going to be awesome. Awesome. And yeah, um, we're definitely going to be here to help you promote that and any other future project. Just let us know. We'd love to help out any creator. So yeah, just let me know. We'll, we'll get you back here. Another show. We'll get you something on the website. We'll, I mean, we'll definitely help you out. Um, awesome. Speaking I appreciate of, it. Yeah. And speaking of the website, the website's geek network is the, is the, the website geek network.com. You can find geek network on Twitter and Instagram at geeks, a Z. And you can also find us on Facebook at Geek Network. Uh, myself, I am CD is Weird on Instagram. Uh, the music for the show is from Polygon Horizon. Uh, he's my friend Chris. He's a great artist. You should check him out on Bandcamp. Uh, the music's incredible. Um, and the logos, the Field by Weird logo by itself is by my friend Chris Chandler, who's also a, a comic creator. You can find him at, at Chandler Doma on Instagram and Twitter. And the Field by Weird logo with my face on it is by my friend Mike Belcher, another comic creator. Uh, you can find him at, at Mike W Belcher one on Twitter and at Mike W underscore Belcher on Instagram. And remember everybody, remember kids to embrace the things that feel your weird and always geek responsibly. Thanks Ryan for coming on today. Thank you. <laughs>